What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita and Stephanie Ladrosa Kendrick Show. Hey, guys. How's it going? We'll do it. We're doing well, Steph. It's episode eight, believe it or not. We're hitting the episode uh, eight. Crunch it's heating up. There. It's heating up. Things are heating up. It, it's getting, getting good. Very exciting. You and I are matching yes. today. Yes. I love your hat. Do you love mine? <laughs> I love yours. Yeah. So let me tell you about this brand real quick. This is a local group of guys that started this brand and it is taking off, especially in the pro athlete world. Um, and it's called reversed. Here it is. And they sent me a few hats and I absolutely love them. And every time I wear them, I get compliments. So I think they're going to break into the college world soon too. So I'm super excited. I've been working with them. So if you like my hat and Jack's hat, check out Reversed, guys, at Reversed underscore brand, I think it is, on Instagram. Um, do you like it? Do you like the fit? I love it. It's a great hat. Uh, Reversed brand. You can also Google it. There's a website. And that's where you get your hats. Um, I've got the Tampa. This is the, like, creamsicle Bucks uniforms from the 70s. And I got the Yeah, uh, that's cute. I don't have that one. Yeah. I That's like so it. Cute. I love it. This it's is great. like apparently like the in thing. They're like, you know, a little higher. What is this? This is the bill. What's the bill? I don't know. They're higher this way. <laughs> they come out this way. It's kind of like the cool thing amongst all of the athletes these days. Yes. And the folk. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield wore this hat and yeah. they just announced a new uh, partner yesterday, actually, Jack Caglione. Steph, yeah. Jack Caglione is the one of the top five best college baseball players in the country. I heard. I heard. Yeah. They've got a and, lot of new people, ambassadors they're bringing on, actually. So stay tuned. Jack actually pitches and he hits. He's trying to be a two-way player when he oh, gets wow. drafted this year. Amazing player. And Jack actually reposted my podcast the other day on his story. So shout out oh. to Jack. Thanks, Jack. Jack, <laughs> working it for reverse and working the field two ways. Okay. <laughs> Steph has been going hard uh, on Instagram lately. She's been, by the way, yeah, so we got a lot, a lot of business today. So first things first, we don't have a guest on. So maybe we don't have as many friends as we thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's a lie. We've got some guests coming up. Don't worry. We do not today, got, not today, but not, we have a few lined up and not on today's show. But so so here's what's going to happen. So today, Steph and I are going to recap the latest episode of the Traders. And then uh, and this is going to drop on Friday. And then on Monday, I'll be releasing an interview that I'm doing with Bergie, who was yes. just the most recent person murdered. So yes. that's going to be a lot of fun. So Bergie and I and Bergie's being very generous with his time. He's given us like 45 minutes and he's doing the exit rounds today. So yeah, look forward to talking to Bergie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm then, looking forward uh, to meeting Bergie on the cruise. Bergie. Looking forward to do it. We'll talk about the cruise later. Go ahead. <laughs> cruise of deception. Uh, cruise of deception. Bergie will be there. Bergie's going to be there. Bergie's going to be on this show. So we look forward to having you guys. Make sure you guys, so you don't miss that, please subscribe. I mentioned this in the start of the last couple shows. We've got like 97% of you guys that watch are not subscribed. So what are you doing? Hit subscribe. Turn on those notifications and you won't miss out on the future episodes. And next week, we got a big time guest from the traders who will be big joining time. us. Yes. Good friend of mine. 
I'm just kidding. Big time guests. Can't wait. All right, let's break it down. What are we getting into here? Episode eight of The Traders. Wait, wait, Steph, we have one more thing. One more thing. And that was Steph's been doing with in terms of content. Steph's been doing a lot on Instagram lately. So Steph has been doing extra credit work for the Jack Vita show. She's been going live with a bunch of people from season one, season two. And uh, it's Stephanie unfiltered like you've never heard her before. So if you guys want some extra traders content, make sure you follow her on Instagram. It's at Steph underscore LaGrosa underscore Kendrick. You guys had a you had a good live with Rachel the other day where she burned her chicken wings and uh, uh, every time I cook, I'm I I I, I want to go live and just grab Rachel and be like, listen, let me just explain to you how to make the chicken fajitas. Let me explain to you how I'm making the tacos. Let me explain to you how I'm gonna make chili. Because I'm not a good cook, but Rachel's really not a good cook, as we saw, and her husband admitted. So you know, love Rachel, but not a good cook. But we went well, live and I'm going to be doing a lot more of them actually with a lot of people from Traders 1, from Traders 2, from all different reality shows. And you're right. It's going to be unfiltered. So you're going to want to tune into my Instagram. It's And it's, it's at bonus. random times. Yeah, it's at random times. It's bonus <laughs> content. Uh, so if you are li- if you like what we've been putting out here, make sure you subscribe and check out Steph's extra credit work that she's doing for the That's- Jack Vita show as our field reporter. And... It's a lot of laughs. So speaking of Rachel, yes. this was the Rachel Riley Memorial episode, believe it or not. I was afraid of that. And I have my award, so we'll discuss that later. <laughs> this was, okay, episode eight. This was this, this felt similar in a lot of ways to what happened on your season in episode eight. This was where Rachel got banished and then you got murdered the next day. That's right. This was the cabin in the woods mission where Rachel yes. absolutely beasted. Yes. These guys didn't quite beast it the way that Rachel did. <laughs> Dude, what is going on? They dropped like flies quitting. Those Bravos cannot handle when the going gets tough. <laughs> at all oh my gosh even kate was like mount mount haggis i'm like oh no not kate kate was strong in our season in that challenge she was the reason sari stayed in who's a, a survivor oh <sighs> disappointing very disappointing it was uh a legendary performance from rachel in that challenge a year yes ago. it was she kept andy around 100 could not be replicated now, this episode was a huge like that episode last year. That was a pivotal, pivotal episode as it pertains to the end game. And I think it's the same this time around. I think this was a huge banishment just to just for those who may have missed it. Of course, you watched it. Berkey got murdered. Parvati got banished. Where do we sink our teeth into this stuff? Where do you want to start? I want to start with walking into the breakfast room when CT is such a mess and he spills coffee all over (laughs) Sheree and he's pretty cool, calm and collected. And he walks in and he like spills it all over her lap. I was like, Oh my God, CT's starting to unravel. What's going on here? Because he's such a wreck because he's thinking Trishel's probably gotten murdered because he didn't save her in episode seven during the fire making the fire lighting thing. So it starts like that. And then everybody starts coming in and then what they notice what they notice that Parvati comes back. Parvati's back. So it's obvious she's a traitor 
And now the wheels are spinning again. And now all of a sudden the whole tune changes throughout the episode, which Kate's onto it. Kate's like, oh no, I believe that you still think she's a traitor, but I also think that you're now working with her. And I think you're a shady faithful. And so now Kate and a lot of people are not trusting. What is he? The most faithful, the faithful Pete, pilot Pete. What, what, what's his name? He's got a nickname. Uh, pilot perfect, Pete. Pilot Pete and something else they call him. So now the most faithful of the faithfuls they call it. Yes, and something else. And now he's looking untrustworthy because now all of a sudden he wants to work with Parvati and said it in front of Phaedra. And Trishel is phenomenal. She is on it. She's sharp. She's witty. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She's, I mean, she's right on the money. Um, So she's got her plan is to keep Parvati because they know she's a traitor and let's get rid of Phaedra now because Phaedra has all of the bravos with her still. And maybe even Sandra, maybe even CT. So let's really try to change their minds. Let's get rid of Phaedra. We'll see she's a traitor. And then we've got poverty next done. But I don't know, poor Trishel, her argument, they didn't buy it. They didn't buy it. She didn't have the numbers. I thought yeah. when she was going to go up against Phaedra, I was like, ooh, she's going to eat her alive. And she held her own, Trishel. She really she did. did. She did. So Trishel senses, this is where I think it's really interesting. You're seeing the contrast between people who've been on competition shows. Even mm-hmm. someone like Peter has a little bit of that with The Bachelor. The Bachelor is a competition show. There isn't right. strategizing like there is on other shows, but... He comes a little bit from that world, which is different from the Bravo world. But you see this with Trishel and some of the other gamers, quote unquote. Trishel is not thinking about this particular vote. She's thinking three steps ahead. She sees where this thing's going. This show, at the end of the day, is like Survivor. It's like Big Brother. You have to have an alliance. You have to keep that alliance. You have to have the numbers. You have to have numbers. It's a numbers game. Your number, like if there are traders there, but you have your numbers, you're still there. If there are no traders there, but you don't have numbers, then you're cooked. So Trishel senses all of that. And she says, look, this Bravo click is too powerful. Mm-hmm. Phaedra is a traitor. We know that Phaedra is a traitor. We know that Parvati is a traitor. Parvati doesn't have anybody in this game, which we saw in this episode. I think they had kind of hidden that a little bit throughout the show mm-hmm. that Parvati didn't really have anyone other than maybe Dan that she really trusted and was bonding mm-hmm. with and close with. Parvati's out on an island by herself. She's saying, we can get Parvati later. We don't have to worry about Parvati. Right. But we do have to get Phaedra out because if Phaedra stays in this game, she can keep murdering us. And that Bravo group is going to outnumber us. She can recruit them to be traitors. In either case, even if even if she doesn't, they're mm-hmm. going to outnumber us and take us out in the banishments. One so by one. Vote is and all Trish- about social politics. Trishel does a great job of convincing Peter because Peter is like totally against poverty. Poverty's totally yeah. against Peter. And she's like, I don't care what you have to do. Go play nice. Convince her that you... You know, you're sorry you accused her. You believe wholeheartedly she's a faithful and we're going to go for Phaedra together. Parvati's going to do anything at this point to save her own skin. So, of course, she's going to turn on Phaedra, but they need more numbers. 
And that's that's where it lies. CT, who now comes into the breakfast room, obviously he's nervous. But then once Trichelle comes in, he get they have this big rekindling like hug. I'm so glad you're still still here. Everything's fantastic. I'm like, yeah, Trichelle's going to now pull CT back in. They're going to have CT. In fact, I thought it was going to be Trichelle, Parvati, Peter, Kevin, John, Sandra and CT. Then you see Parvati sit with John. She turns on the tears. I had a really rough two years of my life. She had some personal issues we're probably not going to get into here. And boy, did she have a great convincing argument. I mean, she even says in her interview, like, if this doesn't work out, I think I should be an actress. I mean, you almost (laughs) want to feel bad for her until it clips to her in the interview. And she's like, "Mm, I should be an actress. Total act. John sees right through it. John, like like a typical, like, what is he, a politician, <laughs> says, I think you're one of the most amazing and whatever. He feeds her ego. And then at the round table, he cuts her throat. And he's like, but I'm not buying it. You're a traitor. So they didn't get the numbers. Parvati gets banished. Admits she's a traitor. Oh, and I just thought of Pete's name. Sherlock Holmes, the, can I say it or no? Because this is like a PG rated. Phaedra <laughs> named him. Pilot Pete. I don't, I don't remember this nickname. Sherlock Holmes, the dick. If you're going to be like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, you got to be like Sherlock Holmes, the nice guy, not Sherlock Holmes, the dick. That's, yeah, that's what Phaedra right. calls yeah. Peter. I was like this. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. I do love Phaedra. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually, but, that is okay. But I still love rated. him. Yeah, well, Dick is a name. So whatever. Um, But I do love Peter. I don't think he's being a dick at all. I I just think he's playing hard and he's playing the game. I think he's He's I think he did a great job convincing Parvati that he believed she's now a faithful. It was really interesting because first of all, we gotta give credit to Peter because he has a willingness to adapt here, which is a good mark of a survivor player. You have to be able yeah. to adapt to your surroundings. Yeah. And Peter's like, man, like I've been going at it with this girl this whole time. The whole and, time. And they just kind of squashed their beef. It was good on both of them to just, and for Parvati to kind of let that go and be, see like, okay, I need these guys. And if I, yeah. if I can, Parvati's not going to win this game. We know that, but no. in her mind, she could think of it as like, hey, you know what? They're not going to come for me, at least for this vote. I need to just self-preservation. I can team up and bury the hatchet. And I thought that Peter showed a willingness to adapt. He understood where Trishel was coming from. And Peter also understood the risk because he's like, you know, I could, I'm very well someone that could get murdered. But yeah. at the same time, if this had worked out and they were able to keep Parvati, yeah. I don't think Parvati is going to be murdering from that group. And I also think Parvati is going to probably pick, try to pick someone else from that group, maybe Trishel, to join her as a traitor. Yeah, it would have been brilliant had it worked out, but it didn't. And I think the biggest downfall was because he said it all in front of Phaedra in that armory. And Phaedra's already not really gaming. And she's not really like giving, who are, the, who are they? They're the most faithful of the faithfuls. She's not giving them anything. So for him to then all of a sudden try to play the game with Parv and Phaedra, that was it because she threw it right out there and it looked so suspicious to all the, what are they? The leftovers? What Sandra call them? <laughs> They're the leftovers. I love it. I love it. Sandra's hysterical too. 
in this episode where she says a couple funny things. She's always so hysterical. She's so funny, but I'm trying to think what I'll come up with it. I <laughs> was at volleyball practice making notes yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the only paper I had in my car. One side was written on and one side was empty. So there you go. <laughs> trying to read that. It's like, uh, um, all right. So CT and Trishel rekindle. Oh, Trishel. Then they go to that challenge and Trishel get, that was a, okay. So let's talk about the cabin. I knew it was the cabin. As soon as, he, as soon as he said he has a guest staying in one of his houses and then Kate was like, Oh God, not the cabin. Cause that cabin was nasty when we did the cabin challenge. Yes. Yep. Um, so they go. Why is, first of all, I want to say, why is Dr. Will here? And what does he add? Like that was so strange because it was like, okay, we've got this special guest. And all he says is like, this is my cabin. And then he says like, good work guys, basically. And that's I mean, it. is, is Dr. Will going to be on season three of the traders? Like I have no idea. He was apparently somebody like a big time personality. He's basically, on big Brother. Yeah. I didn't watch Big Brother that early, but I didn't he's sort watch of like it. the Richard Hatch figure of Big Brother. Okay. Just like early winner who's like an icon. So it'd be like if Richard Hatch just showed up. But like it's just weird because if Richard Hatch showed up on the traders, we wouldn't want Richard Hatch to just be like, hey guys, we're doing a challenge today. See yeah. you later. Like Either. we want Hatch to be on the show like what's right why not just have alan do this hosting thing i didn't understand the doctor well Will either he's appears. got a big following and they want more people to watch and tune in <laughs> and it was on a commercial somewhere or he's on season three that's all i can gather from that <laughs> i didn't watch him on big brother so i have no idea who the guy is but you know they thought it was a bit they loved seeing him sandra was like i know who you are i mean people know him so well it was funny because parvati in her confessional she said he's apparently the most devious big brother player ever, which I thought was funny that they didn't have a confessional of someone saying, I've seen Dr. Will. He is the most uh, devious. She's saying apparently. So even she had, she probably didn't him. watch. Yeah. And that's the yeah. quote they're using. It just, this thing just didn't make much sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was there. He was popping his head in saying whatever he was saying. And the challenge was actually brutal. It was a little more brutal than ours because not only were they dumping bugs and maggots and cockroaches and spiders and whatever on their heads as they're trying to get through this puzzle, they're crawling through nasty like tunnels and stuff spraying at them that smells. And I mean, the Bravos are just losing it. Like, First of all, they go in and all of them have their hoods down. I mean, I knew before I even went in the door, like hood up, zipper it, like this much of my face was showing. And I was like, the thing can go down your back. Like, who doesn't know that? They all go in with like their hoods down. Then you slowly see them putting them on. I'm yelling, put your hood up, put your hood up. I'm, I was watching it with Sophia before she had to go into volleyball on my phone. I'm like, come on, put your hood up. Um, and then they get in there and they start dropping like flies. Who, I think I... First MJ, then Phaedra, then Kate. And then it was hysterical because Kevin is in the thing completely by himself. Because all the rest, they split him in teams. Now Kevin is left in, what is it? The cabin. <laughs> yeah, like the cabin. on a walkie-talkie, everybody quit voicing to the four, climbing through or however many there are, the tunnels, trying to find the gold. And the light thing, he has lights, he has no lights. Because then every time you turn the lights off, the people in the tunnels get the lights. Every time you turn their lights off, the people in the... I mean, that was a tough one, for sure. But I want to make it known 
that the Parvertys and the Sandras um, and the even the uh, bachelors of the world did not quit. And then the Bravo girls did quit. <laughs> I, I got to say, this is to me a, me a symbol for me personally. This is my opinion. It might be a hot take. This is a symbol of what I think the Bravo people bring to the show. I don't I I'm going to be honest here. Phaedra's good character. Correct. But like a lot of these people are not doing anything. MJ, Sheree. Phaedra's, MJ and Sheree, and I'm sure they're very nice people and it could be their edit. They are they don't there's not much that they're bringing. Kate brings it, Phaedra brings it. Again, they're not gamer type people. They are Bravo type people. They're pretty. They're funny. They're witty. They're not trying to get their hands dirty. Period. Okay. That is the difference between the gamer type people and the Bravo type people. And hey, to each their, to each their own. I think Kate and Phaedra are fabulous. And like people love them. And that's why they watch these shows to see them. MJ, Cherie, not much. They haven't brought much. But it could be their edit as well. Um, but it's clear as day that the line is drawn. Like once it comes down to like a challenge, like a big brother survivor type challenge. I mean, they're like, see a peace out. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is for me, it's like the, the other big difference is you've got that four, those four women, they're not going to do like, they're not playing the game in the way that the gamers are in terms of no. like Sandra's going to jump to whichever side is better and shake things up. Like yeah. Sheree, I, I feel like Sheree and MJ are like basically playing the game. And even Kate, they're playing the game for Phaedra. They're just kind of like, you know yeah. what? Like, no matter what, we're just going to stick together. Like, I yeah. don't see a, like much gameplay there. And no, Phaedra but it might work out for Kate now that she's been recruited. It, it, Kate doesn't it even know that she's recruited. Her. Yeah, it's going it to is. work out for her. And I think it's dumb. I want to see people playing the game like Trishel is my absolute new favorite. I mean, the girl is just killing it. She she's been like on my radar from the beginning. And I remember her from 20 years ago. Like she has <laughs> been on reality TV for a long time. OK, and she looks as beautiful as she ever did when she was 20 years younger. So whatever she's got going on with her skincare, and I love skincare too. keep <laughs> keep going because you're doing it, girl. Um, because she's not in her 20s and she is fabulous and she's smart and she's not afraid to get her hands dirty and play the game. You know what I mean? So she is one of my new favorites. And it's a shame because, like you said, they the Bravos are protecting Phaedra, whereas Rochelle's actually playing the game. And she's like, yeah. Phaedra is. But I don't know. Then she started saying she didn't think Parvi was a traitor and definitely Phaedra. And then at, at the end, when. Poverty stands up, says she's a traitor, she gets banished. She goes, I'm burning my notebook. I'm like, no, don't burn your notebook. You're right. Like, you're on it. Don't second guess yourself just because you didn't have the numbers this time. So I hope she, I hope she can still stay strong. I, know? Thought, I thought that she was saying all that stuff as like to shift the vote. Like she was telling everybody, I'm convinced I'm poverty. And this is where I think I hope done so. something better. This is where I think Peter Pals could have done better was not just, hey, guys, we think pay, like go to Sandra and CT and say, look, we think be transparent with what your plan is. We know Parvati is a traitor. We're going to get her out later. Right, but right. we have to get Phaedra out right now because otherwise right. that group of four is not going to crack. See, and, and that's instead, what I was like. Why are they not saying that? 
And I thought the same thing because now it looks like they just totally changed their tune and they don't think Harvey's a traitor anymore. So they look not credible. Yeah. Yeah. So like then they show it, they show it in the, when they're in the vans and Trishel is saying to Sandra and other people like, Oh no, I, I actually don't think she's a traitor anymore. I and I know. understand, I understand saying some of that at the round table for strategic purposes. Like that's a little different, but in right. the side conversations, you have a chance to bring Sandra and CT in the fold who look like the swing votes. You thought that they would vote with them in this episode. I thought it might happen too. You got to be transparent and include them in your plans. Yeah. And that's, I think what, what the ultimate downfall of Peter pals was, was we're going to have this tight group that we're not going to really, like same thing on Survivor, you can't have an alliance of five and a group of twelve. Like you have to right. have seven. Right, right. I know. So now, John, who they thought they had, and I think CT, who they thought they had, vote with the leftovers, basically. Yeah, so John, now it seemed like John didn't understand this plan and the importance of the numbers thing. And that's where he's not a reality TV person. So he just ends up going with like, okay, well, Parvati's a traitor. Let's vote her out. And, and look, that on paper, that makes sense. But right. if you're looking at the grand scheme of this, this right. other group is going to be a way couple more steps ahead. That's the thing. And I think Peter could have done a better job explaining that. Yeah, I feel like he didn't talk much and it could have been editing, but he barely spoke at the round table. You know, and he probably just wanted to let them go at it because now his name was out of it, which was great because there was a time where they were like, maybe Peter's a, a traitor, which now I think the suspicion is going to be on him because he was saying poverty was not. And she now recruits Kate. Kate thinks he's just a crappy faithful. So now she's going to turn the tables on Peter. A hundred percent. Peter's gone. And not by murder, by banishment. Let me ask you this, Steph. What role do you think? Because this is this ends up going down between Parvati and Phaedra, CT mm -hmm. and Sandra. We we have to give them credit because this is a good spot to be in when you're the one making these decisions and you can mm -hmm. float between groups. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about it every week. Sandra's playing an amazing game. Very she, so very good very, social game. She got a winner quote in this episode too. She said like I'm going to win the traders. That's a good sign when you hear a winner quote from somebody. Mm. But what I'm curious to know obviously there's a little bit of a history, complicated history between Sandra and Parvati. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this played a fact that played a factor in this banishment? Yeah. I mean, there's history. She knows the type of game player poverty is. There's already so much suspicion on poverty. She's not messing around. She's in with the Bravos right now. Anyway, she doesn't want to piss them off. She's getting rid of poverty first. It's a sure thing. Then she'll deal with that later. That's exactly what she did. And I think she was smart to do it. I think Sandra looks like a, I don't want to say a lock, but she's in a very good position to get to the finale now. I think she's in a great spot, which is part of why I think she went with this group. I think the move now with the traders is the traders are in a spot where Kate's going to join them because they let <laughs> Phaedra. It's like, Phaedra, who do you want? And she's just like, Kate, give right. me Kate. Like, I yeah. want Kate. Of course it she was wants almost Kate. Because like, Kate's never going to be suspected. Yeah. So it's like the perfect storm but i think kate's now gonna cut her throat oh interesting well you said something i thought was really interesting which was 
a couple weeks back, or maybe it was last week. I, they all blend together because last week we did mm-hmm. two on Monday mm-hmm. and Friday. But you said that we're we're at the point in the game now where you don't do the murders to just kind of throw people off your trail. This is where you take out people who are a threat. So yeah, this is the time where it looks like they're going to murder someone from Peter Pals, and that's where I think I I think Sandra's positioned herself really well. Oh, I don't know totally. why you would murder Sandra. No, no, no. Sandra's in a great position. Um, yeah, now it's a numbers game. Okay. You got to take out the people that are are on to you, but not the people that are in your alliance, if that makes sense. And then we, I, I did Fair Place podcast the other day. We were discussing Rachel and I and this girl, Jen, and we kind of came up with something. At this point, you don't even want to keep getting rid of the traders. You want to just wait until the right time. Because yeah. every time you get rid of a known trader, they get a chance to recruit. Yes. So as a faithful, you're screwed because now you have to go back to the the beginning, trying to you know uncover information, figure it out. It's it's going to be too hard for a faithful now to find that trader, that brand new trader. I mean, you can do it from like, okay, who's left? So it's obviously got to be this, this, or this. But it's almost like keep what Trishelle was saying. We know Parvati's a traitor. Keep her around. They weren't 100% sure Phaedra was. So that's, I think, why she she had all the evidence toward Phaedra. But she was like, let's just prove it. It would have been the same thing. Parvati would have had a chance to recruit. <clears throat> but at least Peter was getting on Parvati's good side. Yeah. It would have been interesting um, to see who Parvati would have chosen. I think Michelle would have been based on her previous thing where she's like, Peter is someone who's got this whole thing figured out. Clearly Trishel has it figured out. And I think that's Parvati's. I think she would kind of go back to that playbook of like, Hey, I'm, we're on good terms. And I think she'd be a good trader too. I think, and I don't well, think she would Parvati, be great. She I don't would think be a great Parvati trader. Is, yeah. And I don't think Parvati was playing in a way where she was going to try to cut the other traders out of the will, no. so to speak. Like, I think she wanted to split the spoils with somebody. And I think Michelle yeah. would have also played that way, too. So I think we're deprived of something that could have been really interesting. Yeah. But, you know, that's reality TV. That's so, reality TV. Crumbers. I mean, <laughs> it just is. I mean, the viewer always wants to, you know, always wants something way different than what actually goes down. And what goes down is sometimes purely up to luck. Um, or it's just kind of how it, how it goes. I mean, these games can twist and turn at any minute. And I don't think the twists are over yet, to be honest with you. So I also loved when Peter and Parvati had the whole hugging session in the kitchen. <laughs> it kind of felt like kindled. there was some kind of like, 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 chemistry oh, there too. Yeah, I know. I was like, uh-oh. Is Peter a single? It, it, I think he is. I honestly, is that was kind of funny. Like I felt like, like when they just the way clashing. they were looking into each other's eyes and like Harvey was doing her. <laughs> and then Peter is doing his Peter smile and he's all shiny and rosy. You know, I think uh, it was looking like they were like turning into lovebirds. Almost. <laughs> I mean, it felt like there was some kind of like unresolved tension between them before that. Like when they'd have the confrontation, like it felt like there's a little bit of like flirtation between oh especially uh who got who got recruited okay someone's lying (laughs) like it's like she knew he knew she knew like the two of them and he was like this 
not saying a word, like totally all. Yeah. I, I would have been here for, for it. sure. Yeah. That <laughs> could you imagine if Peter and Parvati ends up a couple, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I hilarious. Mean, would it be, I mean, are CT and Phaedra a couple now? No, I don't think they're a couple. I really don't. <laughs> nope. I don't. But they were lovebirds early on too. And and CT loved every second of it. Yeah, CT vo- voted. He like that. That seemed to be some kind of factor was he's like, well, she gave me her torch. That was a big, yeah, that was huge. That's why he didn't turn on her. Yeah. Yeah, I think CT looks like he's in pretty good spot too because he's in a good position. Him, Sandra, MJ and Sheree are too, but they're like never, they're not going to be smart enough to ever think. Phaedra kind of like Andy a and Quentin, it feels exactly a hundred percent. They're hundred percent just like them, which is probably why they just keep them around. Yeah. Um, she's playing a similar, you know, game to Suri in that way. Uh, but CT's smart. So when it comes time, I think for him to, and Sandra, I think they'll, they'll pull the plug. Well, and CT could win a shield at any given moment, too. Exactly. He's one of the best challenge competitors yeah. in the history of reality TV. So exactly. you get him, a, He maybe he wins a shield and you can't murder him. And who's going to banish CT? I just don't right. know why you would. No. So it's all a numbers game now. It's really it's really interesting. So it's Did down to suffer? the numbers. Um, Are if you he suffering becomes... from PTSD watching that episode again? No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> I, because you know what? Our season was only 10 episodes. There's so much left of this season. I don't put myself in this episode. I put myself it was further down the eight, line. Though, where you guys, it was episode eight. I know, but we only had Rachel. 10. They have like 12. This is a episode. And... Yeah, but episode 10 is when I'm going to put myself in their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Steph 11, got to episode actually. nine last yep. year out of 10. So like 90% of the way. So 90% of the, I mean, really like, yeah, episode 10 will be episode nine here. Right. Um, You know, what's interesting stuff I wanted to ask you was this has happened now on both seasons. And I know you have at least know you know, a little bit more about the foreign versions than I do. Um, So maybe it's different on the foreign versions, but something I noticed on both these seasons is that a lot of the men go out really early and we end up with a lot of women and not just, not just like, not just any men. I feel like a lot of the alphas are out early. Yeah, the like big Bam was out early. Ryan was out early. Kyle was out early. On this season, Bananas was out early. Uh, Marcus Jordan was out early. Like a lot of the like like alpha guys go out. I don't early, know. I don't know if it's because like this season they said with Bananas, you gotta get him out when he doesn't have a shield because they're so he's such a threat in that way. Uh, Kyle Cook was so smart. He, he, I mean, he, he was also a physical threat, but he was smart. Bam was just straight confusion. Marcus confusion. Um, Ryan Lotke, they got in an argument. Suri and Cody, like the traders literally got in an argument. So that was like Cody trying to prove to Suri he didn't have a backdoor deal with Ryan. Um, but it is funny, like the big personality guys, Reza went first. Um, they do go early. So, and, and, and when I was on the traders, I mean, I actually didn't get a ton of airtime. Number one, I wasn't 
catfight drama type. I wasn't just going to pick fights for no reason. You come at me, I'll, you know, I'll defend myself, but I'm not going to just, and then I was a little more like Sandra. Like I was a little more reserved, kind of got to know everybody. Um, even Ezra, like, do you, re- do you remember Ezra? Like a lot of people don't even remember her. <laughs> Ezra, I yeah. mean, I, or Ezra, I talked to her a ton, you know, I really tried to get to know her. So that was my strategy. And, um, I think why I kind of went further than some of the, because otherwise then you're a huge threat. And if you're a physical threat too, it's like you're done. Yeah. And you did get, I want to say on the airtime front, you got some airtime, you got probably yeah, an no, average I, amount of airtime, but you weren't average. like, it wasn't like Palau or Guatemala where you were. The well, it show. wasn't like Rachel who was arguing with Kate the whole time. It wasn't like <laughs> Kate. I mean, I got more than half the people, but yeah. I probably got even more than maybe Kyle Cook got. And and Ryan Lochte, but I'm just saying from a from the people that got the most airtime, I wasn't up there with them because I kind of just sat back. I didn't want to be. That's not really me anyway. Like I like I said, if if I have to and my back's against the wall and I have to defend myself, I will. But I'm not really one of those people to just pick a fight um, or just throw lines out there just to get airtime. It's that's just not how I am. Right. But it's good TV. I mean, I appreciate the people that are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So old personalities, male or female, such as Janelle being a an alpha woman. She mm-hmm. was like early. Janelle went early and she was going for those shields. And she was, yeah. And so that's I wanna, the thing. I wanna, Sometimes the way, that can bite you in the you know rear. I was critical of the Bravo people. Larsa was not someone I was I was critical of. She brought it. She brought the fireworks. She was entertaining. Last season, Kyle Cook was very entertaining. Yeah, oh, yeah. someone who's got a strong personality, lover or hater. Um, so that's I, I want to clarify that with the Bravo. It's not just an all Bravo thing. But no, no, no. Bravo I mean more like the Bravo women the that are playing. left. Yeah, yeah. They're a little more. I'm not going to get my hands dirty. I'm definitely not going to climb. You know, crawl in a cabin. I mean, it was hysterical when they went up in those nets in the last episode and you know i i thought somebody was gonna break it now i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have in your notes steph um try to find your way uh yeah trishelle trishelle reminds me of rachel in that challenge yeah, she gets my rachel riley that. award um yes. Rachel O'Reilly Award goes to Trishelle for the best faithful. A hundred percent. Trishelle, Rachel O'Reilly Award. Congratulations. Well done. Good job, she was fabulous. She got she got the shield. She was going through those tunnels. She wasn't crying or whining or pissing or moaning. Like she was just getting dirty, getting her hands dirty. She was she was a bad ASS. Um you can Sandra, say that. One. That's okay. Oh, you can say that. One. Okay. Um <laughs> Great. See, it's very confusing why you can say some and you can't say others. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to steer clear. Okay. This is Jack Vita show PJ. Um, Sandra is in there going, hi, little rats. Hi, could you move over? Let me get the, did you see her? Hi, little rats. I'm like, oh my God, Sandra, you're so funny. Let me get the gold. Okay. I got it. Thank you. Bye. Um, Let's see. The gamers versus the housewives and the Bravos are killing me. I just—it's just so funny. Like the just the difference. It's like uncanny the difference. How like different personalities they are. Um, and some might say it's an act, but I don't think it is. <laughs> Literally, they're like, 
uh, yeah, no, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. I don't care how much money I'm costing you. And every time they come out, Dr. Will's like, that just cost you a thousand dollars. That just, he, she, they're like this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, haggis, haggis was the word, the safe word. That was our safe word too. Oh my gosh. We're like, what is haggis? You know, haggis yeah, is know like, their haggis is their, it's their food. It's like, um, in a can, you can eat it there. It's like uh, spam. I think that's what haggis is. We didn't know what it was either. We're like, what's haggis? Um, poverty, saying, you know, tough. It's been a tough two years. And sometimes I'm just like an ice queen. I just, you know, shut down. It was such a good act. She was trying to work John. She really was. John didn't buy it. She tried. Thought, poverty. Let's talk about poverty. It. Yeah. Let's talk about poverty. I thought poverty. John Where was buying think- it, but. Nope. Where do you think Parvati went wrong in this season? Why did she get out? Um, early on, she didn't play a good enough social game, I think. And then she tried to blame it on she trusted Dan, who ended up being a traitor, and she's a faithful, and she didn't know he was a traitor. So she tried to backtrack it, I think, on that. But really, I think her biggest flaw is or was her social game. She didn't have enough friends. Um. She didn't have the numbers on her side. Whether she was a faithful or a traitor, she was going. Because she just, either they were going to think she's a traitor anyway, or she, she wasn't warm and fuzzy, you know? And I think that was her biggest downfall. And I actually, with the hand she was dealt, I think she played a good game. I loved her lines. I loved her calling people out. I loved her look. I thought she looked beautiful. I like her headbands. Like, I actually thought poverty was a little endearing this season. Um, her and Sandra didn't who have serious past and really are not the best of friends. They never battled it out. So then I did think in her lack of social game, she at least did pull Sandra in a little bit and Sandra wasn't completely against her the entire time, or she would have been gone a lot sooner, you know? Um, but I do think that, and I do think that's her personality. I don't think she's warm and fuzzy. Um, I think, and I'm not real warm and fuzzy, but I try to get to know everybody and anybody. And it doesn't matter if you are the president or you're the janitor. And I just don't know if she is that same way. So I think that that was her downfall. And she was trusting that she would have, um, Phaedra would have her back and Phaedra didn't light her torch. So. Yeah, I think poverty this is similar to some of her past seasons of survivor when she played that's her personality. That's Heroes who she is. Villains. She was on the outs in the villains tribe. She teamed up with Russell Hans, the, uh, and Danielle DiLorenzo. And then there was the other group with Boston Rob and Jerry and a bunch of people. And she wasn't able to endear herself to that group. Right. She was able to get through because of hidden immunity idols, which I don't right. really the hidden immunity idol thing is just funny to me. Like you get awarded for people wanting to vote you out, but well, it's like the hey, shield was thing to, on season two. Right. It's the same thing. She was able to use that, got to the end, did not get enough votes for, for that reason. People like Sandra more than they liked her winners right. at war. She was set up actually pretty well. They did a little old schoolers Alliance, which was her Danny, uh, Ethan and Rob. And, she turned on Danny at the beginning and then that just totally shot that whole group in the foot. Cause now, you know, they didn't, they were on the outs from the beginning after that. Or you didn't have the numbers. Well, so. Yeah. 
Like that's just kind of parvity. Like I don't think she's great at that part of the social game. I think there are a lot of things that she is good at. I think she's yeah. persuasive. Um, and yeah, and she's a good competitor. She's pretty good at the challenges. And yeah, there are a lot of things that she's, good she's at. super physically fit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she she was good TV on here, but she was that's just parvity. Like I don't I, I think from the very beginning, you have got to really on any show, you gotta be a social butterfly. And you don't want to do it in like a salesman kind of way. You just want to be real with people, which I know, like, I'll tell you this stuff. I can say this with, uh, you know, I've had Bam on here. I've had Michael on here. I've had Amanda on here all from season one. And they all said that you were the person that was the most friendly out of all of the celebrities. They said that you were the person that made them feel included, took an interest in them. And it was sincere and it was it was real. And so, you know, that's part of what you're really good at on these shows. I, I mean, I, I did try to get to know all of them because I didn't look at myself on there like I'm this big time celebrity. And I could tell that this was the first time they were on TV, a lot of them. And it's uncomfortable. I, I, w- I was on Survivor for the first time, you know, one time. And I remember having cameras in my face and then being like, so what do you think now? What do you think? Do you think Jack's a traitor? And like, like you don't even know how to like be your own personality. Do you know what I mean? So my goal was just to get to know them. And even Andy, Andy was the first yeah. trans person I had ever met. And I had a hard time with the they, like it didn't make sense to me. And I was like, and they didn't show a lot of it. And I, you know, so, you know, Andy and I had a, had a, like a lot of deep talks and I screwed up Andy's pronouns like a ton. And, and I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you're one person, you're not they. And I thought Andy was really pretty. You know, and so to to me, Andy looked like a she. So, and and very forgiving, by the way, Andy was. You know, yeah, very just awesome, very gracious, but yeah. very gracious, and didn't. Everybody you know, has take said offense. great things about Andy, like the people that but I've I met. I've never met Andy, but only good. Things Andy's about awesome, Andy. and and Andy's another one coming on the cruise. Like so, and we'll talk about the cruise that I'm doing later. But I'm so grateful <laughs> that they all said that because I wasn't doing that out of being fake. I was doing that because that's kind of how I am. Like if I go out, I can talk to everybody in that room. Like (laughs) I, I like to talk to everybody and get to know everybody. I don't need to just stick with my one crew. Now, if I'm on a reality show, I'm smart enough to try to at least be in with the numbers, but be friendly with everybody because things happen. Numbers turn on numbers. You want to have a couple friends on the other side too. And that's the game Sandra's playing. That's where Sandra's smart. Oh, fireworks. I like that. What the heck? How did that I have happen? no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. Who, who's giving me fireworks? Okay. <laughs> Spear fingers. That's hysterical. That was amazing. That was great. So let's talk about the... I must uh, have a ghost order. in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Bergy. We haven't talked much about Bergy this episode. Where are my notes on yeah. Bergy? Let me say Bergy. I don't, why don't I have, oh, well, Bergy basically is Peter's right-hand man. So you knew Bergy was, was next. I'll tell you what. Because it couldn't be Peter because Peter's working poverty. So it it had to be Bergy. So that was kind of obvious, don't you think? I mean, I was secretly hoping it was MJ or Cherie. (laughs) (laughs) I know, me too. Bergy, Bergy was, uh, it's it's like they tried to murder him two times in a row. They finally got him this time. I was like, he's probably, I'm going to ask him later. I'm like, did you realize that people want to kill you this badly? Like what's going on here, man? Ask him, (laughs) ask him that. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sucked because you knew he was like next because he got yeah, so Bernie, in so tight. It had to be someone from that group and Trishel and Bergy, I think were the only ones who were not protected by the shield. I think Ke- yeah, Kevin, John and Peter, they all had shields. Bergy's the right hand man, yeah. Peter. And I think, you know what, because of how things shook out, I, I bet you if we ask Parvati, Parvati would say, I wish we had killed someone else. I wish we had killed someone from Phaedra's group or maybe even a CT or a Sandra, someone who's not a number for her because she yeah. didn't see that she was going to end up teaming up with this group and could have used Bergy's vote at the round table. Yeah, 100%. But you see that no banishment, then lighting the torches and they all become shielded really changed the game. So, you know, again, it's unfortunate, but it's reality TV and anything at any time they can throw a wrench in there and they do it all the time. Production does it all the time. Um, And they also don't want these shows season one, exactly the same as season two and season three is going to be a lot different too. So poor Bergy, Bergalicious. Bye-bye. <laughs> Stephanie is in the is in position to talk about this because this production just straight up refused to give her a new tribe until everybody on her Oolong tribe got voted out. So And that's that's the thing. Like that was a first that's ever happened. Like they didn't expect us to lose every single challenge and go to tribal council time after time after time again. And they did, probably didn't expect me to survive every tribal council to the point where there was only one person left. And I remember sitting there on my high horse, like, Oh, I'm the last one left. This is awesome. Now I'm going to join the other tribe. And Jeff's like, Nope, grab your torch, head back to camp. I was like, are you kidding me? Like they didn't even show it. Like I was like, I have to go back by myself. You're kidding me. Right. And he's like, yeah, you're still alive. Grab your torch, go back to camp. And I was like, but wait, by myself. Like I was trying to like talk him out of it. And he's like, you're not changing our minds. Like go back. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, they can't do this. <laughs> the hell they can't. They can. And they will. And they did. And there I was solo, trying to keep my fire going, paddling a 12 man canoe by myself, climbing coconut trees, just trying to stay alive. Now I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely going to join. I'm definitely going to join the other tribe. Come on. There's going to be a merge me and them. Nope. For like two days I was by myself. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know, it is what it is. Like this is, Hey, you want to play the game? You sign up for these games. Can't be complaining. Steph's been calling so many things right on this show. She's been prophetic and I got to give her credit. She called it. She said, Kate's a traitor on like episode three of season one. (laughs) She was right. Kate's a traitor now. (laughs) Kate is finally a traitor. Kate is finally a traitor. I mean, I think I said she's either a traitor, a traitor or a really freaking horrible faithful. So I was still right either way. Because <laughs> she was like the worst faithful. Um, yeah, exactly. I was just making sure I was good on either way. I said that. Um, but <laughs> she's now a traitor. That's hysterical. She's in this dungeon, in this jail. Now she's trying to manipulate Fergus, who I absolutely love and follow on Instagram, um, (laughs) who is hilarious, by the way, if you know him personally. And um, she's like, Fergus, Fergus, can you bring my champagne? I'm like, oh, God, Kate, come on. But she has no idea what's in store. Like, she probably thinks, like, she's either going to be murdered or maybe she thinks she's going to be a traitor. I don't know. 
but I cannot wait for episode nine. I mean, this show really is getting better and better. It, you think that Kate's going to throw Phaedra under the bus? You made you mentioned that earlier. I think now, Kate, because everyone's on to Phaedra, I think Kate is going to convince everybody um, at the round table. Shh. I think... Because I, I also think she's going to try to get rid of Peter, but I think they're going to murder Peter. And then Phaedra's going to go. Yeah, do they get to murder somebody here? I mean, I feel like they might, just based on the fact that we only have like three episodes left. Usually if you recruit, you can't murder, so... Yeah, yeah they shouldn't be able to. I mean, But he didn't honestly, say that. He didn't say you either can recruit... Or murder. What do you want to do? He told her to recruit somebody. And And if she doesn't choose to do it, then she's out. She's murdered. No matter what. So. Yeah. So, no, maybe they will murder some. Maybe they'll go to a round table. Yeah. Which, if Trishel is convincing enough, she might rally CT now, John, Peter, and maybe... What do they need? How many do they need now? That's how it's going to have to go. Trishel's going to have to really step up here again. They're going to need Sandra, C- CT, Peter, Trishel, Kevin. That's five. Ten people and John. Left. You need six votes. Yeah. So that's who they're going to need because they're never going to convince MJ and uh, Sur- so MJ, Sheree, Phaedra, and Kate. They'll be out. It'll be those four together, and it'll be the other six. That's how it's going to have to go. They're going to have to vote Phaedra. Because Peter's going to convince them he's absolutely not a traitor. He's a faithful. Why would he? He was only doing that to play nice with poverty to get her out next. That's exactly what he's going to say. And then they're going to get Phaedra. That's going to leave Kate. I don't think at this point in the game she'll be able to recruit again. They'll have no clue it was Kate. Probably Peter will go next or Trishel in the murder. And then it's going to come down to Kate. And the rest of them. I don't know how they're going to figure it out unless Kate flips up as a traitor. Well, they're going to say someone was recruited. So this, if Kate, this is Kate how it plays me, out. Yeah. Kate to me is playing a much quieter, nicer game. Kate isn't like the Kate she was on the first season. Do you she feel that way? seems like she wants to play this time. She's I don't, I'm, I'll be honest. I don't find Kate likable at all. I find her highly annoying. I a lot, a lot fun. of people, a lot. A she's lot a lover, people. hater character. A lot of people love her. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't think she's nice, but she's playing differently from last season. In terms I of, think she's more likable on this season than she was on our season. Easily. Cause she was just last season, obnoxious she was on our yeah. season. She was trying like, to just ruin the show for everybody. Like, this time well, she's actually playing it. She is she's playing actually it. playing the game. Exactly. So I was surprised. I still she find her highly annoying and not likable, but well, and that's just Kate. Like different. you either love her, I think, or hate her. And she has a big love following, but she also has a huge dislike following. Um, but she's just not, I think the cutthroat Kate, that we saw on that first season. Do you know what I mean? 
Well, last, so, yeah, even last though, season, she was basically I, like, this is stupid. I don't want to play this game. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. This yeah, time, I mean, she's I, like, I will play and participate. I think a faithful wins. I don't think the traders win this season. Mm. Is it Sandra? I hope it's Sandra. Sandra I hope said, so, but it could be multiple. It could be a couple and they be, split it. Yeah, it could be a couple. Sandra I hope said, it's like Sandra, SDT, and like Trishel. Like, that would yeah. be awesome. If they yeah. were the final three and they got rid of Kate, Sandra went, then they figure out Kate, get rid of her. And then I don't know, throughout the, they'll probably get rid of MJ because they were in with Sandra. didn't help them. They'll get rid of Sheree. Well, Sandra had the, she had the quote where she said, I got rid of poverty and now I'm going to win the traders. That's a good sign. A lot yeah, of times. But she, yes. I don't know. Because they said that, I don't think she'll win. Sometimes it's a it's a clue to who wins. I mean, Richard Hatch, he said on the first season, like at the beginning, the first confessional, he's like, I've already won the million dollars. The check's already been made out to me. They do that I sometimes. I know, but that was the first season, you know, sometimes. Yeah, it's, happened, it's happened a little more recently, too. I can't has it? Of, yeah, it has. It's I feel like throughout. if they say that, they're going to do the opposite now. Because I know she said, now I'm the queen of this castle. Because, she, you know, Sandra's known as the queen. And poverty came in there and she was one of the traders and she was trying to take her, you know, spot basically. But yeah, I didn't hear her say she's going to win. She said, hmm. it. yeah, it was I hope she does. I hope she I does. It's I'm rooting for her. It, it's a clue that she's there to the finale. At least it doesn't. Could mean, you imagine if two people from survivor one season one and two, that would be like women ridiculous. survivor ladies. That'd be ridiculous. Get some survivor men on the show. Yeah, what's going on with that? I more survivors, honestly. Survivor people, like I said, you guys are delivering. Big Brother people are delivering. It's some of these housewives and and Bravo people that are just kind of yeah. also ran. The challenge people deliver too because they feel yes. like it. Like these people are there to compete. You know what I mean? Like they're there for the social aspect too. Yeah, but they want to compete. Like that's what that's what drew us to all these shows to begin with. Yeah, we're competitive and we want to compete. Yeah, get more comp people. Um, okay, so so what you're breaking down is very interesting. So if this is how things end up shaking out, if Kate's willing to throw Phaedra out, then Phaedra made the wrong decision. She probably should have picked MJ or Sheree. A hundred percent. Because they would have been loyal to her. They would never no be suspected. What. I can't believe she chose Kate. I mean, maybe she thinks they wouldn't be able to be cutthroat enough, or maybe she thinks they would like screw it up. Because that's what Suri said, why she never recruited me. She didn't think I would be able to lie good enough. Because after she was on Thinking the Grass with me, I screwed that up. Like, she's like, I would have, but you, I, I don't think you would have been, you, I would have been obvious. So she was worried, like, I would blow her cover. So maybe that's what she's thinking. I'm not going to recruit those two. I got to recruit somebody who's going to be good thinking, gosh, Kate would never cut her throat. But I do think Kate plays the game now. And Yeah, I feel like picking one of those two is a layup. Honestly, like you think about it, nobody would suspect that. And mm -mm. on top of that, like, I think this is again where some of these people might have it wrong. And Phaedra has not played a comp show to my knowledge before. So she might be thinking of this as a team game in terms of, I need to get there with somebody else and we're going to split this, but you can easily get backstabbed by another trader. So the move I would, I would do is if I'm in her shoes is like, 
I've already got this group that's going to be committed to me. They're not turning on me. I'll bring one of them in with me. If I well, that's why I thought three would have recruited me and we could have just split it. Yeah. You know? But. Yeah, but Phaedra, like, I mean, it seems like Phaedra, like, she wants Kate to, she wants to play with Kate. It doesn't seem like it's a, I'm going to bring Kate in and then throw her under the bus kind of thing. And that's where I think Suri was different because I think Suri was like, I'm going to take this million or what, 250 or 250. whatever it was. I'm going to take that. And I'm not pot. splitting it with anybody. I'm not splitting it with anybody. And I mean, realistically, I mean, I have to think from her perspective, I'm curious what you think, but she was probably thinking if in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to cut Stephanie out at some point. So if I murder her now, that's not going to be quite as like a gut punch as if we get to the final three or whatever. And then I throw her into the bus then like, do you think that that's maybe more of a, she's concerned about your friendship in that regard. Do you think that that may have played a factor? No, I think once they recruited Ari and Christian and Ari wanted me out because they knew I was on to Christian. Yeah. She just had to go with it. She couldn't be like trying to save me. Cause then that looks shady. So well, you she can... was going to have to, she was going to have to beat. So she, you think she would have taken you to the end and taken the money from you is what she was thinking. Or do you think she was thinking I have to get Stephanie out before that? Was there no more banishments or murders after that? I can't remember. Well, you were the last murder. Yeah, I was so the last murder. Murdered anyone else? Um, yeah, she probably needed to get rid of me then because she probably knew if I went to the end like Andy and Quentin did, I would have called her out. Yeah, I would have. And said, that's where I think I think she wanted. You know, to I think there's a traitor left. She probably wanted to leave that option, and that's why she didn't recruit you. If she if she recruited you, she's either splitting the money with you or she's backstabbing you in the final moments of the show. Right, but she got Ari basically to quit. I don't think she would have gotten me to quit, and she knows yeah. that. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. So we think we think Phaedra probably should have picked someone from the Bravo click that wasn't Kate. Kate's going to be in a very good position to potentially win this game. I don't see any suspicion on her. I no. do think Kate, what we're talking about, I think Kate is playing a little more of a subtle game, which is very good for her. She's yeah. not everywhere doing everything. Yeah. Motherhood has softened her. <laughs> <laughs> That's Did motherhood sure. soften you? Um, A little bit, a little bit in certain ways. But I'm a pretty hard person, so not much can soften me. <laughs> but you know, it does. It opens up. You know, what else other we got from pathways. this episode? Anything else? That's it. Kate's in the dungeon with Fergus. Trishel wants to burn her notebook. Don't burn it, Trishel. I don't know. You're still you on know, the money. I don't know if Trishel actually, if she was just saying that to as a cover up or what. I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. She could have been, not... she could have been. Um, hopefully. Trishel is the Rachel Riley award winner. Rachel I, Riley I between, award. I was between her and, uh, Sandra. I think Sandra played this very well, but San we gave it to Sandra last week, even yeah. though things did not go the way that Trishel had hoped. This yes. was like she played it as perfect as you could, I think. She did. Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes you play it perfectly, but you can't get, you know, for whatever reason, things just don't go your way. It's a big group. You know, you, you don't control the votes. Yeah. 
I mean, John kind of screwed it up for that group too. Yeah. I mean, is there hope though? Is there hope? So you've got the, that group now has Kevin, Peter and Trishel. And then they could, can they get Sandra and CT? That's five. I think actually that that would leave the, so I guess there are nine left. I miscounted. And John and John, John. Yeah. Oh, John. Yeah. No, John, Peter, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. That's six. So they could get six. six They need six. And they're going to leave the four Bravos the other way this week. If they can convince CT and Sandra, that's the only way John's fine. Kevin's fine. Trishel, Peter, you need CT and Sandra. That's it. They're the swing votes. I think they can do it. You think Phaedra's out next? I think Phaedra's out next. Yeah. I think think maybe, maybe they don't get CT and Sandra. Maybe they only get CT, not Sandra. And maybe Kate turns on Phaedra at the round table. I think the other move would be if they could convince people that Peter got recruited and that's why he was covering for Parvati. Well, that's totally what they're going to try to do. But if Peter can convince them otherwise, I bet Kate this late in the game turns on Phaedra and then murders Peter. Because she'll be the only traitor left. And then they figure out Sandra probably figures it out that it's Kate, the traitor, because she will have stuck with the Bravo girls. And when they count the votes and Sandra's like, well, I didn't change my vote. I voted with them. I bet that's when it, what's going to happen. And CT's going to say, I voted for Phaedra. That's not going to add up. Oh, wow. If I have this right, that's going to be unbelievable. Because like <laughs> I said, like I, I may not be that great at these games in the games, but it's most of the time it's because I get voted out because I'm a threat because half the time I'm onto it. And I do have something called intuition. And I've always had it since I was a little girl. And it's like, I foresee things happening. I'm not even, I'm not saying I'm a psychic, but I'm serious. <laughs> I've caught, I've been in the shower where my baby falls off the bed and I run out and catch the baby. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Cause I envisioned it happening. Like, so like Sophia, when she was like five months old. So I do have a weird insight in this way, but I have to allow it in. A lot of times I am like too busy doing 50,000 other things and I don't, <laughs> I don't let it in. Anyway, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. We will replay this clip if this is how it goes down. I forget what I even just said, but that's what's going to happen. They're going to go through the numbers. Sandra's not going to switch. She's going to say, one of you flipped and figure out it's Kate. By the way, Steph was right on the Super Bowl. Bam and I, I told wrong. you. I told you. And I don't gamble. I don't like to gamble. Like Kyle always asks me, what do you think? What do you think? And because I like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like gambling. I like to have something to show for my money. Um, I don't give him any insight. You'd be a great gambler, though. I talked to Boston Rob about it, actually. Is Trishelle, <laughs> is Trishelle a gambler? She said she's a poker player. I didn't know that. Is she? Okay. I bet she's good, I think though. she really is because, yeah, I bet she is good. I'm also too honest, though. I don't have a good poker face a lot of times. So I don't <laughs> know that I'd be a good yeah. poker player. I well, don't know. I, that's but different listen, from sports betting. Yeah. That, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. 
I, you got the Cruise of Deception coming up. I'm excited up. about episode Steph's nine. That's filling up, That's guys. She's going to be sold out in a couple days. So in case you don't know, I am one of the hosts because I like to mingle and have a good time. And <laughs> I like to compete and play games. Um, I'm one of the hosts on the Cruise of Deception. And if you haven't heard about it, it's literally the game of traders on Oasis of the Seas, which is the fourth largest ship in the world. And it's a year from now. So... We lead teams. There's 13 of us. There's people like Bergie, Janelle, Rachel, Sandra, myself. And then there's a bunch of pe more people from Traders 1, Season 1, Michael, Bam. All You got to go on the website, cruiseofdeception.com. My team is almost full. So if you want to go on and you want to eat with me and drink with me and dance with me and play a very competitive <laughs> game with me and just hang out with me, you need to be on Team Steph. So sign up because I'm about to sell out. You have a year. And what I just found out a lot of people are doing is putting a deposit down. It's $400 for your room and you do not have to pay the full amount until like January or something. So that's just to secure your spot. So if you're interested and you want to do it, sign up for the cruise of deception. I'm so excited to meet Bergie. I know Janelle, um, but I'm excited to hang out with Janelle. And even if you're on my team, uh, we are going to all still hang out. We'll hang out with Janelle's team. We'll hang out with Bam's team. We'll hang out with Angelica's team. Um, everybody's going to intermingle. So there's only so many spots for the game. The ship holds like 600, 6,500 people. And there's only going to be like a thousand or 1300 people allowed to play the game. So if it's already almost full, get your spot. It's a rare opportunity. Rare. It's, it's never been done before. And it's a really cool idea. It's very affordable. And it's just for people that really love reality TV and actually want a chance to play a game like and there's fifty thousand dollars on the line but you can't who who can just leave or get on a reality tv show and leave for 30 days a lot of people can't do that and it's hard to do um but this is your chance and you get to have a cruise at the same time so yeah, you have to get cast on a show you don't have to get cast to go on the cruise itself. no and we are going to be your team leaders giving you insight all along the way we might even do a challenge or something with you but it's just going to be really fun and then it's not just the game. You get to go on a really cool cruise, cruise the Caribbean. We'll go to Jamaica, a couple stops along the way. It's going to be beautiful. So I've never been on a cruise like this. Royal Caribbean has never done anything like this. This is like first time ever they've ever done. They signed off on this almost immediately. They loved this idea. Um, so it's going to actually be a big deal. And I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. So if you guys want to be the OGs of the cruise of deception, um, like I was an OG of Traders season one. Traders one. Yeah. Traders one. You need to sign up. Cruiseofdeception.com for team stuff. I got it there. That's you it. guys can see it. Cruiseofdeception.com. Steph's yeah. gonna be live on Instagram soon. Follow yes. her at Steph underscore Lagrosa underscore Kendrick. Stephanie. Yes. We'll see you next week. And we should be having a special guest joining us. For we have a special two. guest next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the Jack Vito show. Don't forget to check out reverse tasks. They're super cool. Got more in the pipeline and we'll see you guys next week. Well, folks, that concludes our conversation today with the great, the wonderful, the amazing survivor legend traders contestant, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. So thankful that she and I have become good friends <laughs> and teamed up to be giving you guys this traders content all season long. If you guys enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a comment. We didn't really get a whole lot of listener comments last week, so we didn't 
answer any of those questions, but we'd love to do more of those in the future. So if you have a question for me or for Stephanie, drop it here in the comments. Maybe we'll read it next week and uh, we'll give you a shout out if so. All right. Um, subscribe to the show. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever it is that you're listening to your podcasts. Subscribe. We're here on YouTube. You can follow me on social media. That's at Jack Vita Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Maybe I'll go live with Steph at some point. If I do that, I'll let you know. Uh, but we'll be back. So, oh yeah, and then come back later in a few days. You guys can hear my long-form conversation with Bergie. Be real interesting to hear his take on how things went for him in the castle. If there's anything that he thinks he could have done differently, if he's got, you know, any regrets or I'm sure he'll have a lot of very helpful insights as we try to break down this show. As we mentioned next week, we're going to have a guest. We'll announce it next week, but we do have someone lined up from this traders Two cast who will be joining us here on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great conversation. I'll be recording from Nashville. I'll be driving to Florida. So I'm going to stop in Nashville for a day, record the podcast, distribute it, and then uh, get to Florida. And then I go to Florida for a couple weeks, and then it's Arizona from there. So uh, we really only have a few episodes left, believe it or not. Um, this was episode eight. There are three episodes left before the reunion. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss it. We'll be giving you the content all the way through the reunion. Love to know what you guys think about the traders. Uh, comment, let me know. What you guys think of episode eight? Was this the right move for them to get Parvati out? who's playing the best game, who's in the best spot. I feel like there is a lot of different directions you could go in with this. I mean, I really think that on one hand, it looks like Phaedra is in a, an amazing spot because of how loyal and how strong her numbers are. However, CT and uh, Sandra could very well swing the other way. They could very much say, oh, Phaedra is a traitor. We got to get her out now while we can. Anyway, if you guys like today's show, like I said, please subscribe and join us next week. Join us on Monday for our conversation with Bergie. Steph can't, um, by the way, I'll mention this. Steph would have loved to do the Bergie interview. Her time is limited. She only has so much time to record podcasts. She's a mom of three. We're grateful that she's able to make time for us each week. Um, but she's not able to join us for the Bergie one. So it'll just be me and Bergie, but it'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys subscribe. And until then, I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dance to lobsters. 